The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side, And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend to you. <laughs> Happy weekend all around. <laughs> That's right. It's still summer. It's been gorgeous. The vast amount of the summer. I'm still a little worried about how dry it is in general. Yeah, get a little hazy out there. I I, oh, I looked out the window the other night though, and it was beautiful sunset. Forty five, and it was already getting dark. Yeah, beautiful yeah. sunsets. Oh, gorgeous! But of course, they're not normal. <laughs> Thank you, Canada. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's. You know, it's it's been a great summer though. Mm, you know, fantastic. as you know, Amazing earlier summer. in the summer, I finally got my my boat up and running again. So I'm thrilled. I've actually been out on my boat a few times. <laughs> Yay for that! Good. Um, but it's only been a few times because holy schnikes, if that's a term, this market continues to be out of control. Yeah, it's it's been a very busy year for real estate. Yeah, uh, and know. that's what this show is going to be about, is that right. it continues. It is absolutely continuing. And uh, I know we just finished, wrapped up one of our, our biggest months in, in Same. several years. August and is going to be a record mm-hmm. for my team. Which I know is normally lots a, of agents. a slower time of year. People it are is. on vacation, things like that. Uh-uh, not happening this well, time around. even Everybody's if they are on vacation... Stuff's still happening. They're still buying. I can t- no. Right. I can like even just coming on my way to the studio. I was doing a follow up on somebody, and you know I get all these ping back. In fact, at least two lenders. Hey, I'm working remotely. I'm in whatever blah blah place, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, good for you. That's nice. And one other person like, oh, and I'm working remotely, and I'm checking email <laughs> uh, once every 24 hours. I'm like, that's great to know. <laughs> like, especially when I've got a deadline. Right. But right. but things are happening. Mean, you know, you and I are obviously still here. And I, I know we get out and do a little bit here and there. Right. We do have vacations. But it, it is a little nerve wracking because as we've brought up on this show a few times, people keep we do have to yeah. deal with some very tight deadlines every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I will probably want to whether it's this show or next week's show. I'm going to want to talk about that crazy deal mm-hmm. that I had to get in place at the end of July. Oh, you mean the one that's uh, making me lose even more hair on the top of my head? That yes, one? Yes, and I'm so, so uh-huh. sorry. Yeah, I'm no. so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but but no just pressure. know, just know, <laughs> I too, yeah. I too have been through literal pain. It threw my back out. Yeah. yeah. Well. So... Anyway, but we'll, know, we'll get to it. We'll get absolutely. to it. Absolutely. And I mean, the bottom line is both you and I want to do the right thing for our clients. Absolutely. We want to be successful. Well, we're and, bringing value. Absolutely. And, and that's yeah. the whole thing yeah. is like lots of people want to make real estate a commodity mm-hmm. and put a lot of pressure on it, you know, for the people in the industry. But this, I mean, we showed massive value mm. in that in that situation. And it's, it's one of those things I want to make sure and highlight Mm -hmm. because I, not only will that help us achieve a record month for my team, Mm 
Uh, and I'm super proud of that because I love being able to give bonuses to my team members because they work really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And they were instrumental in helping pull this thing off. Absolutely. But, yeah. um, you know, it just it's it's I think it's really important for for the people who hear what we're talking about to understand, you know, where value really comes in in -hmm. these situations, right? Because we both can appreciate technology Mm -hmm. and we use technology a lot in our businesses, but it doesn't, it doesn't erase the need for knowledge Mm -hmm. and strategy and, you know, working hand in hand with people to, to get to right outcomes. Well, you just hit the nail on the head. It's communication Mm -hmm. because all technology aside, yeah. There's so many parties that are involved in a real estate transaction and they mm-hmm. all have to work together yes. on a very, very tight time frame. You know, it's yes. not just the lender and the real estate agent. Mm-hmm. It's the title company. It's the insurance company, the appraiser. Oh, yeah. You know, we have verifications. Mm-hmm. The employer has to verify things. Yeah. There's, there's a just lot so many of working pieces parts. to that puzzle. Yeah. And, and it's not just push a button. It's done. No, I wish it were. <laughs> Not stand in front of the Don't home with click. your smartphone and just go, voila, we're approved. It's yeah, like, mm, yeah. No. I mean, I know people want that to be the case and That'd to reduce nice. the, the stress of That'd the transaction. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. I mean, you know, these, these situations, you know, of course we have to be generic about details and stuff, but there are specific things that were happening throughout some of these things that, that I think our listeners maybe should 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 hear <laughs> sure, and pay attention to um, because you know these radio programs also go into podcast and are available for later listening and mm-hmm. sharing and all of that and I think it's really important um, because some of the things that we learn maybe in one transaction translate and need to be utilized by somebody else and all that iterative knowledge collection is really really important with mm-hmm. who you're working with right right in fact actually I have a yet another transaction where I was doing a buy sell for somebody and I'm dealing with the designated broker in an office. And for our listeners, that's the person who's in charge and is supposed to be monitoring anyone else that may be under their licensing. Mm-hmm. And they should have a very strong working knowledge of the contracts. And we were kind of going back and forth in a competitive offer situation. And she wanted me to add something to an offer that I was like, that's a redundant document. Mm-hmm. If I'm an attorney, in front of a judge, they're going to be like, why is this here? Mm-hmm. It's redundant. Which is which, yeah. Well, it's not even which is which. It's like, why is the redundant form here? It's 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 mm-hmm. nothing. Like, right. eject it. And so she and I were going back and forth and, and eventually got to the point of like, well, does your client understand? Does she just not understand? And she's like, my client understands. And then she's like, cat- she's catchy. And then I'm giving her an out <laughs> to understand <laughs> she's made a mistake. She's like, well... Well, maybe she doesn't understand it, but, you know, maybe perhaps I just didn't explain it to her in a way that she would. So <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Yep. <laughs> yep. I just got a contract for a real estate transaction that has a closing date of August 14th. That's a Saturday. Oh. We don't close transactions I, no, on, I know. on the weekend. I know. We can't. We can't record anything. Oh. So, you know, that's, uh, there's not, uh, so that's oh, another see, part of this when we're putting yes. these complex transactions together with you very, very short timelines. Yeah, everybody needs to kind of be looking at those sort of things and talking about it and thinking it through. Well, those things definitely kick in, like even in one of those other deals I want to talk about because, yeah, it's, uh, that's <laughs> nuts. So um, I know we also have a lot of content around kind of landlord-tenant stuff, too. Mm-hmm. 
Sure. What direction do you want to go? Do we, so we've already started talking about like timelines and contracts and knowledge base. Do we want to do that and save the tenant stuff for next week? We could sure do that. Let's, let's do, do that. that. Okay. Yeah, well, before that. we dive into everything else, though, mm-hmm. what's going on with rates? <laughs> well, um, it's... Because I was very curious because I know earlier in the week, uh, the 10-year treasury was down to like yeah. 1.16 or something it's, like that. It's pretty crazy right now. Uh, we This is all related to the Fed. And personally, I'm a bit fed up, <laughs> if, you, if I will. Nice. Uh, but last week, the Federal Reserve, their open market committee, uh, the FOMC, met, and they elected to keep short-term interest rates at near zero levels. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a steaming economy yeah. going on right now, and we definitely, absolutely, positively have inflation creeping into our prices. Mm-hmm. You know, not just housing, but, geez, I mean, you go to the grocery Everything. store, you go to uh, the airlines, gas station, the airlines. Hotels. Uh, yeah. Everything. The lumberyard. Oh, uh, yeah. All of it. Uh, all of that. You know, all of that's moving moving through the economy. Mm-hmm. You know, on the other side of that, we have still very, you know, s- somewhat high unemployment rates, even though those are, are starting to look much, much more strong. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that's going to happen with unemployment rates, though, I kind of suspect once we get past September, the numbers at least will go up. We'll see unemployment actually increase only because um, what happens with unemployment, when a person stops looking for work after four weeks, they're considered a, a discouraged worker in the unemployment okay. statistics, and they fall off of the, the count. They fall out of the percentages. Okay. When they go back, you know, oh, looking for new. work, they're new. Okay, and they're gonna, got they're it. Gonna so re- it manipulates the number. It, it absolutely does. And I, I kind of have a feeling the Fed is kicking the can down the road. They're holding back, increasing rates uh, okay. until we, we kind of get through September, probably realistically in the next year uh, before the Fed starts to increase interest okay. rates. So this is like a... Go back to school sale. <laughs> it is a kick the can down the road. Yeah, you know it is. Grab it while you can. Right. Kind of a kind of a situation because, uh, perfectly honestly, rates need to be a little bit higher to slow the economy down. We've got to mm-hmm. keep inflation under control before that psychology, before that mindset comes into place. And we've seen it before. Buy now before prices rise. Mm-hmm. Well, that's happened with housing. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, buy now because mm-hmm. they're going to go up. Right. Yeah. And I've got. Well, speaking of discouraged, instead of an employment, I've got a couple of buyers right now who are discouraged because of what's going on because right. they were losing out and, and and they just can't wrap their brain around it. Mm-hmm. And so like, oh, we're going to sit on the sidelines. Right. And they're like, we're going to, and I keep, I keep hearing this. Right. We're going to wait till things yeah. slow down and prices drop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Right, right. right. <laughs> like, well. So let's talk about that with, on the rate side of that too, because mm-hmm. it's not only house prices, but it is interest rates. Absolutely. And, you know, in in the Fed comments um, last week, Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed, said they continue intend to continue purchasing mortgage-backed securities (MBSs) at a record pace, mm-hmm. and um, they said they intend to be purchasing up to forty billion dollars in mortgage-backed securities each month. Mm-hmm. That made me really mad. Yeah, it made me mad because Why? it's not true. They're buying uh, much, much more than that. In fact, in the first six months of this year, the Fed has purchased $683 billion in mortgage-backed securities. Folks, that's what's keeping the rates low. The okay. Fed is the number one buyer of right. mortgages right now. Um, you know, By my math, that's what, $113 billion a month that they're buying? Not, mm-hmm. not $40 billion. Wow. So they, and, and the Fed already has a balance sheet over $8 trillion 
at some point, they're going to need to start to taper this back. Here's the risk. Mm -hmm. If they do it too quickly, it can cause a bust. Right. If they do it too okay. slowly, it can fuel inflation. So, um, so they're they're walking this they're walking this tight edge. Yeah. You know, in the meantime, rates well. are, are really low because they are kicking the can right. down the road. How about when we come back, we'll do a real yeah. quick update on we got the a tight edge to get rates. into some advertising here. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're gonna be right back. More open house with Team Rebo when we come back. Open house with Team Reba on AM fifteen ninety. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Huss from <laughs> Team Reba. Oh, we're here. I'm just sorry. I'm trying to sound like you. I even said my name wrong so I could match. <laughs> I know. That's pretty good. Yeah, I finally pronounced it correctly. Double A. Shut it. It's a, Shut ah, it, mister. Like a sob. That's like why my awesome. family is a pain in the house. Ah, okay. Like the avocado. Yes. Well, some people call them Haas avocados, too. Most most people have no idea how to pronounce it. So, like, just. That's true. I just let them know, at least for my name, pain in the house. That's right. Well, I would like to give a quick um, congratulations out to to my daughter in law, Kaylee. Yes. Um, O'Donnell. Kaylee just got her doctorate. So, we have Mm. a doctor in the family, Dr. K. We got a doctor in the house. It wasn't Dr. Asnes, you know. (laughs) Oh gosh! <laughs> but calling Doctor Austin. But they, um, my my son and and Kaylee just moved back to Seattle. They mm-hmm. spent four years at uh, UGA, mm-hmm. Athens, Georgia, and then a year in Houston while Kaylee did her residency, mm-hmm. and now officially back in Seattle. And ha- so happy to have them back here. Yay! So. No, they're awesome. Uh, they are super maybe they'll awesome. Reach out and buy a house from you. You never I, know. Yeah, I actually need to reach out to them, and <laughs> and well, and welcome them back too. Yeah, absolutely. I thought about actually when I needed. Um, Speaking of family, I went and visited my birth family at the end of July down in Colorado. Oh, wow. And I got to meet family members I hadn't met yet. Oh, wow. So I got to see my birth mom, all three of my half-siblings this time, and other like kind of niece-nephews that I hadn't met. And then also I found my father's, you know, birth side, you know. Yeah. And he's unfortunately passed, but... um, I met my aunt and my cousin, and it was very emotional, very, you know, but it was also really great, and Um, also got to check in with some, you know, Remax colleagues while I was down there, but uh, yeah, it was uh, was a big trip. Well, I remember a couple years ago when you'd kind of originally discovered them and found them. Yes, well, I did the DNA test on Ancestry, and that's how I confirmed my birth mom's side, but then a year and a half later, I mean, just pre-COVID, my cousin Dawn, she found me because she did the test and was like, who's that? Hmm. Because my dad never had any other children. Oh, interesting. And so I'm a massive surprise, yeah, surprise. <laughs> to the entire family. More ways than one. <laughs> yes, wow, yes. That's really and cool. oddly enough, my Aunt Linda works in the real estate sector. She's she's a title escrow person. Yeah. <laughs> she's a title rep. And that doesn't fall far from the tree. So yeah. that's Isn't that, that weird? I, well, because yeah. the mom I grew up with was in real estate. And yeah. yeah, it's like weird, weird. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay, so before anyway. we move on, yes. let's give a quick update on yeah, the actual rates. rates. So yes. here are the national averages. Okay. So a conventional 30-year fixed rate mortgage, the national average right now, 2.78%. Man. You know, that's down from 28 a, um, a week ago. 15-year fixed rates, 2.22%. FHA and VA, 2.45%. Jumbo 30-year fixed rates, under 3%. 
2.99. Nuts. And we are seeing some, I mean, now these are the national averages. Your rates will vary. It's based on the loan amount and your credit score and, and um, you know, the, the type right. of property. So there's a lot of variables that can go into this, but but the, the overall trend right now is is still going down. And uh, it's it's a it's a little bit nuts. We're you know not something that we were expecting, uh, but we're certainly going to welcome it. <laughs> you know, yeah. as long as it sticks around. So if you might have missed the boat, um, you know, earlier thinking refinancing, anything like that, now is a very very good time to look into that. Uh, if you are in forbearance, where you stop making your mortgage payments, mm-hmm. there's still about 1.74 million people out there in forbearance nationwide. Yep. Although that number is dropping every month, um, you are able to refinance if you either complete a forbearance program, meaning you make at least three monthly payments coming out of forbearance, or you catch up all the back payments. You don't have to do that. You just got to make three monthly payments, you know, and you are eligible to refinance provided, you know, everything else is is, is right with your, with your qualifying. There is also a special program uh, for folks uh, if you are a low to moderate income borrower uh, that will be much more lenient on the qualifying standards and guidelines. Mm-hmm. Plus, we give you a $500 credit towards an appraisal fee. There you go. And appraisals are not inexpensive nowadays. No. They're um, ranging like 650 to $1,100 oh, no, or no, something like that? way low. Yeah. They probably okay. start at about 800 in our local counties. Okay. And um, uh, what's happening right now is there is a shortage of appraisers nationwide, but it's it's especially bad in certain Washington counties, I mean, if, if you get outside of King County, Pierce Nahomish County, there's a huge shortage of appraisers. So two things yeah. happen. One, the turn times uh, get very long. It's taking a long time to get an appraiser uh, out. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And that can impact us, especially, again, we were talking about communication in mm-hmm. our last um, Well, I was going to say, segment. that person who just did it August 14th, not only when did they put it on the wrong date of the uh-huh. calendar. Yeah. But it's on an unrealistic time frame. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. nuts. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one that that will have to get renegotiated, and, and it is. We're, we'll get that worked out. But nobody had talked to me before they set up this this date, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. let's talk about appraisal. Let's talk about TRID, Truth and Lending. Well, you know it. Yeah. So TRID is the Truth and Lending Act, Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, Settlement uh, Integrated Disclosures. Yep. Uh, so, and we always joke that it's the reason I drink. Uh, <laughs> it's the reason you lose hair. That's right. Uh, <laughs> That's right. So, but, but that has the five day front end and a three day at the tail end right. timeline on right. a transaction. Mm-hmm. And if you have an appraiser, I mean, even if you've gotten through an inspection already mm-hmm. or waived an inspection, mm-hmm. those timelines, even if you, if oh, yeah. somebody sends out the order, sometimes that appraiser doesn't even pick up the order because right. it's not like it's a direct call. No, it's not. You're, you're absolutely right. And so just to kind of finish that thought on TRID, if you set up a 30-day closing, and mm-hmm. uh, that gives me maybe 14 working days to put the entire loan together, including appraisal. Right. And this person who gave you a contract. Yeah. It's under And they were. Under their question days. was, what's TRID? You know, because they, they just weren't, you know. Um, I'm sorry, the agent said it? Yeah, because they're not a full-time agent and they're one of these 60,000 or whatever agents that are wandering around, you know, they, they don't really know what they're doing. So, uh, and there are a ton of those out there, unfortunately, uh-huh. but, um, but let's talk about appraisal. Cause here's the process. Um, uh, back in 2010, 
some some appraisal rules were really strengthened. This was part of the Dodd yes, Frank Act, and it's appraiser independence. Mm-hmm. And and the the act was was set up to prevent a lender from directly colluding with an appraiser because right. if you had which a, is what did a, happen during. Um, Let's say pre meltdown. Yeah, let's say both the lender and the appraiser were, oh, I don't know, morally flexible. Yes, uh, they would say, "Geez, I really need that value to come mm-hmm. in at such and such on that right. deal." And hey, mm-hmm. we going out to dinner next week? You know that right. sort of deal. Yeah. Um, so they we built this wall, and so what lender solutions? You mean like the sneeze screen we have in here? <laughs> we got the sneeze screen. <laughs> That's right. So what happened was uh, we use uh, most lenders use what's called an AMC, an appraisal mm-hmm. management company. Right. We contract with the AMC. The AMC contracts with the appraiser. Right. And um, sounds like a disease so, thing. So when we order an appraisal, <laughs> and I can pick, I have ten or twelve different AMCs I can right. use. Yeah. So so we do develop relationships as a lender with certain AMCs that give us good right. service. But it's a third party yeah. intermediary. Yeah, I can't talk directly to the appraiser. Right. So what the AMC does, I order the appraisal. The AMC puts it out for bid. It's like a texting right. thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got this deal. Yep. Um, we need it back in seven days. It's going to cost this amount. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know who's, who's available? Take it? Who's available? Yeah. And they might come back and say, "I'll take it's it." It's like an Uber appraisal. It kind of is, yeah. But pr- when appraisers say, "Pass, pass, 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 pass," mm-hmm. then the uh, AMC will say, "Gosh, we're not getting any takers at eight hundred dollars. Let's put it out at a thousand. Now it's like a stock. Yeah. And I just had one that went from eight hundred to nineteen hundred <gasps> because we needed it back in four days because we had a, a very unrealistic closing date. We have to meet. This, see, so. this goes right into my your agent needs a better knowledge base. You have mm-hmm. to hold your people more accountable mm-hmm. and ask the questions. You can't just because somebody has a broker's license think that they know anything. Right. Because that is super key. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is, you know, Lenders may or may not be telling their clientele about these kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of times they won't because they're probably afraid they won't get that business. They're, they're going to lose the deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And then, you know, if you have an agent who doesn't understand any mm-hmm. of that, right. like let's just as a, for example, there's still people able to buy with only 3% down. Mm-hmm. And if you're buying a lower price point home and they only have so much money and that goes from 800 to 1900, mm-hmm. What if that person doesn't have money well, to cover it? Right. Then who's it fall on? You know, as a lender, right. I'm going to do everything I can to to mitigate that. But right. But that's know. but that's not your responsibility no. either. So and, and so if an agent can't be telling their customer in advance, hey, if we're going to have a strategy of trying to do a short closing, let's get you fully underwritten for one mm-hmm. to t- make that part help, mm-hmm. and then two, make sure you're saving extra cash. Mm-hmm for your down payment and closing costs because you're probably going to have to do that. There could be some surprises. Exactly. And I I had one um, just earlier this week where we we had these conversations. They they got into contract. It was it's a it's a 25 day closing. It's extremely Mm -hmm. short. And uh, and then, you know, we send our disclosures out and Mm -hmm. they're like, why is this appraisal so expensive? Yep. It's like, well, because remember we because talked about timeline. that because you have give us you've given us zero mm-hmm. time to get this thing done yeah uh, so that's that's why but it's not an appraisal fee and I just I can say this almost unilaterally an appraisal fee is not a fee that the 
the lender is going to put in their pocket. They get no cut of that. Right. That's 100%. It goes to the person who it's, did the work. It's passed through. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It's a third-party expense. Same yeah, it's like title and escrow. Title fees, escrow fees, right. credit report fees, flood certification. Right. Those are all, Excise taxes. Yeah, all that's paid third-party. It's passed, yeah. passed right through. Right, and when you guys give estimates, that's all they are is an estimate. There's stuff mm-hmm. you as the lender control, but... Sure. So much of it you and, don't. And I mean, we try to be as accurate as we possibly can, but but sometimes... Right. But uh, it is an estimate. Right. And and there is another trick that the appraisers use, right? Because I got to be honest, too. Appraisers are sitting in the catbird seat right now. Mm-hmm. They can sit back and say, nope, won't do that one. Nope, won't do that one. I'll do this one for X. and Or they'll come back and say, oh, this property is complex. It has a view. Or this property mm-hmm. is complex. It's on acreage, or right. it has an uh, an accessory dwelling unit, right. or you know they they can say that's going to cost you more, mm-hmm. or, or or if it's a rural area, this property is there's a lot of a lot of things that do away. That. It's a thirty right. mile drive round trip, or I got to take a ferry to get to it. Right, that's also going to be part of the cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So all those things. Um, Amount to more cost, more expense. Adds up, and we're going to have to add up to a couple of ads right now, and we'll be right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM fifteen ninety. The answer. Now back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And did you know we're here every week? Every Saturday. <laughs> I know, from two I to know we're here every week. Every Sunday <laughs> from three to four. Yes, and always on podcasts. That's right. That's yes. right. Always on podcasts. Still got people downloading on the podcast, getting some new ways to get that content out after the fact. So if there's one of these shows, you can just plug in Open House with Team Reba in your favorite podcast site. That's right. And voila. You can binge listen to us. You can. <laughs> or find, well, I actually, just before coming down to the studio, I was introducing Darcel Lobo, mm-hmm. who is an estate attorney and she, you know, does also bankruptcy and other things, but she does estate planning. And one of my past clients had reached out to me about some of their investment properties Mm -hmm. and they're going to be making some changes. And then they also asked me, Hey, do you have somebody? Cause we need to do, they have two, two children and they're like, want to get that in order? And I said, yes. And then I'm like, not only do I want to give you an introduction to her, but here's two shows so that you can kind of hear her Mm. and understand her knowledge base and where she's coming from so that, you know, you can be prepared for your, your call with her. And so did the nice little introduction of them all. And so hopefully seeing that as a very fruitful connection. In fact, you just reminded me, I need to reach out to her. Oh, that's right. You did uh, say you were going to. Yep. Better get on it. Get on the stick, mister. Get that, get that going. Yes. Yeah, and as a reminder, you can go to our podcast and you can find her shows. And uh, one of them specifically, we were talking about bankruptcy. So that's mm-hmm. not necessarily relevant to that client. I just wouldn't hear her knowledge base. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other one was very specific around estate planning. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, by all means, listeners, please go check it out. Super important, the estate planning. And, and, and even later this year, we may see some changes to the tax rules and mm-hmm. and that yes. will that will require a relook for a lot of people. You know, go back yeah. in, just make sure you're up to date with Yeah. Well if you're your looking plans. for her episodes, um, specifically they are episode two hundred fifteen and episode two hundred twenty four. And that just tells you <laughs> we got lots of episodes. There's a lot of episodes. We're out there. coming up on a six year anniversary, my I friend. Know, I know. Six years of radio programming together mm-hmm. and 19 years 
of working together in the industry. So feels like 20. (laughs) Well, it's in the, in its 20th year. I know. So there you go. We are but, getting there. Yeah. So let's get, speaking of dates, look, yeah. let's get back to that conversation. So let me ask you something. Yeah. You have this other other agent, not me. Let's make that mm-hmm. clear. Yeah. Um, okay. So they put a Saturday. Yeah. Saturday closing. So yeah. what's the conversation right now? Well, the conversation is just a simple one. Hey, we need to relook at this closing date for a couple reasons. And, and in this case, I think we, we do have a, a seller that's that's accommodating you know for that they, well, they just I mean, hadn't it, thought okay. it through when they put this thing okay together. well twofold mm-hmm. there's two agents right who mucked that up oh yeah big time. because there's a listing agent and the buyer agent <laughs> right. if the buyer agent wrote it and the listing agent didn't confirm well here's because here, now here's keep in mind that keep in mind listeners the contracts do say you cannot close on a weekend or a holiday or right. whenever that recording is unavailable. Mm-hmm. And plus you need to be able to transfer money. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically if there is a deadline that lands on a weekend or holiday, it automatically bumps to the next to the business, day, business day. Typically. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are they doing that or are they actually giving you an opportunity well, to get a better date? We're going to get a better date because okay. it's still not enough time to gotcha. get everything done. And uh, so once I explain, hey, you know, too bad you hadn't kind of looped me in on this conversation beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason they set that date is because one of the agents wanted to go on vacation. So, you know. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> it happens. Seriously? It happens. It happens. So it's Meaning just, to pay for the vacation? Or I don't they know. just wanted to be gone and not have to think about I it? I just didn't even want Because that's, that's, that's when an agent... Needs to be talking to their designated broker to ask, mm-hmm. is there someone who can help monitor right. this till close or whatever? Of course. But, uh, I've actually had agents out and out say that you've got to close by this day because I have a mortgage payment to make. And my my thoughts on that were are always the same. It's like, are you working for yourself or are you trying to represent the best interests right. of your agent, of your client? Right. Uh, because... You know, that's you're you're really not thinking about this the right way. Well, okay, you know that actually feeds right into. I'm currently in the middle of. Um, I just started up. Um, everybody knows that I read forty to sixty books a year. One of the books I'm reading right now is actually the Mastermind Marketing System by Jay Abraham, mm-hmm. and Jay Abraham is like a legend in the marketing yep. era you know, kind of world. And as I was listening to him just the other morning, um, cause I walk with my dog while I'm listening to books and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about, you know, like what are the three ways that a business owner can, you know, increase their, their revenues over time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But when he's talking about how you address clients, he also says, never call someone a customer, call them a client, treat them like you have a fiduciary relationship mm-hmm. with them, which yep. this is something that we've always had. Like we have our care philosophy of conduct, advocacy, representation, and excellence. Mm-hmm. And I, I love Jay because he speaks my language for sure. And he's saying, you know, when you treat him like a client and as though you have a fiduciary duty, which is how we look mm-hmm. at our clients. Of course. Advocacy is about, I'm doing this for you. Mm-hmm. Not for me. I get the benefit that if we do mm-hmm. all the right things, we will end up in a successful transaction. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that means, all right, our company will get paid for our services, but we have to bring that value. We have to be really looking at that person yep. to say, what is the thing that will get us to the right end result for mm-hmm. you? Right. Absolutely. And so, it, you know, someone, two agents who are not even looking at the dates. Yep. 
you not know, communicating. And not communicating. The fact that they were putting, I mean, because they would have had mm-hmm. to have asked you to provide a pre-approval letter. Mm-hmm. So the fact, why wouldn't that agent have said, right. hey, this is my date. Right. Now, you know, contract just rolls in. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, well, I had to have in a review. I mean, we were talking about this other deal of mine. We had to have a closing within 27 days because I have to close within 30 days of a bump notice. Mm-hmm. Right. And if if we did things a certain way, my client would be out of luck. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we had to actually list a property stating must close by this date and a couple of people ended up not writing offers because their lender said no can do. Mm-hmm. But I, my vetting process was to have to call the the lenders mm-hmm. and say, hey, because we, we had two very good offers, both very strong. This was a high priced property, mm-hmm. and so I had to go to them and say, okay. In one of them, I had to make sure that because the company it was like a big bank mm-hmm. who's not known for closing on time all the time, mm-hmm. but their private lending group can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, because they have a little bit easier terms. Yeah, private banking. It's private banking. Mm-hmm. It's also a portfolio loan that they don't resell, so they have right. some leeway on that. I actually had to school the other agent who I know personally mm-hmm. because her husband's a lender somewhere else, mm-hmm. so she's never dealt with that. Mm-hmm. She had no yeah. idea. I had to give her oh. a list of questions yeah. to go ask before they even wrote an offer. I mean, Eric, seriously, I was coaching her. I'm like, don't write an offer unless this person can answer these questions. Good. And then I went and did the Ronald Reagan trust but verify. <laughs> <laughs> My hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so that's important because I have to close by a certain date. Yes. Because we can't simultaneous close. No. We're at two different title and escrow yeah, it's firms. Complicated. It's very complicated. Mm-hmm. I have no room f- for error. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, no know, room. I know that one intimately well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, so can we talk about bump notices? Sure, let's do that. Yeah, what's a bump notice? Yeah, things that go bump in the night. Uh, it, amazingly, there still are contingent offers going on out there. Not many Not of them. Not too many. And that's why this was, I got I have to admit, I'm feeling really proud of myself. I need <laughs> yeah. to be careful that I don't jinx anything. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, no. I will tell you. Um, just to give you an idea. All right, listeners, here's where we are this week. New listings in a a seven day window, 2,244 pendings, 3,567. Wow. Mm -hmm. Once again, still have way more buyers than listings. Right. Absolutely. Um, contingent deals, 101. Oh, oh, wow. That's out of actually, seven days. That's more than I thought. Yeah. That's still a so, very so, low number. So let's just summarize. So contingent meaning you it's an accepted offer, but the buyer has to sell their home first. It's contingent yes. on them selling their home. Correct. And while that offer is accepted, contingent, the seller can still continue to market their property. Mm-hmm. And if they get a non-contingent offer, yeah. they can give a, a, bump, a bump notice, notice. to that buyer. Meaning, Correct. okay, time to put up or... Yeah, because when you put your contingency in, you you one you have to have your property on by five days. Mm-hmm. That's the default. You have to have it on five business days from your agreed to contract. Mm-hmm. So if you're not already mm-hmm. on, you know, under a listing, um, and then you have to put a timeline. Now they have a default of 45 days, but in this particular case, I needed less. Mm-hmm. You know, so for us to get them to consider us, I'm like, 
I'm going to put a shorter window on that because we were feeling very confident that their home would sell mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Yeah. Getting it prepped was the biggest challenge. <laughs> I got to tell you what. I again, we did amazing things. Mm. And if you had seen that house, I wish I'd taken pictures from when I walked in the door mm-hmm. to when I left at 3:30 because I walked in at 9:30 in those you know, six-ish hours, amazing things happened. It was transformative. Awesome. Yeah. It was like watching someone get a, uh, it's like watching a homeless person get a, a makeover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it was that drastic. Yeah. But with it, we had convinced, we were in a competitive offer situation too, Eric. I mean, that's what kills me is that we got a contingent deal in because I did give like that agent was someone who specialized in that particular marketplace mm-hmm. and she knew the house that mm-hmm. I was going to have to sell. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, they won't have any problem with that. Mm-hmm. And so she convinced her seller yeah. to take wow. us over the other because the other terms we had yeah. met their needs. Yeah. Yeah. And so that again, it's communication. I also, you know, because you're the lender on the deal and I made again, notation that you're in the top 1% of performing lenders in the nation. Oh, thank Not you. Not just your company, the nation. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a big deal, right? So I'm going to finish this after we get back from the messages because there was a lot of other little steps in there that were super important and they really, really support the idea of that you need to be talking to your agent to understand their knowledge base and what they'll do to go to bat for you when things get sticky. Absolutely. So let's get sticky on some ads, and we'll be right back at Open House Open with Team House Reba. With Team Reba on AM 1590, The Answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hess from Team Reba. Well, thanks again for listening in this weekend. We're talking about communication and yes. how important that is in these crazy, yes. tight, Two and short timelines for real estate transactions. Communication we're dealing with. as well as reading the calendar and your contract. That's right. That's right. Well, because the language is super, super important, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're not paying attention to that language, and it's it's one of my pet peeves. Uh, it honestly, if you really want to test your agent, make them go through the offer. Nowadays, everyone does all these electronic signatures, mm-hmm. and it's really rare. That someone actually mm-hmm. goes through the contract with their client. Mm-hmm. Click, we click, used to click do here, it. Click there. Exactly. And... It's just like we're in a hurry and we're in a competition. Like do this. Yeah. And so it's it's really important to test mm-hmm. their knowledge base mm-hmm. because like so we're using this example of a client getting a bump notice and all these other things, right? So we get we get under the contingency. I'm having to explain in detail to my clients how fast. They're going to have to do things. I'm, I'm telling you what, we got under contract and my customer was like, and we needed to have their house on market by a Thursday, mm-hmm. right? We went right. under contract on Thursday. I have five business days. There's no holidays in there. So five days, Thursday. And she suddenly was like, so can we just do this on Friday? And I'm like, no, <laughs> we cannot just do this on That's Friday. Right. You have to follow the letter of the contract. This is not get squeezy around, you know, the stuff and decide like you have a contractual obligation. And she's like, I don't know how we're going to do it. I'm like, we're working with you. Just keep going. Just like, cause she would 
book people to come and help with packing and then she'd cancel because she'd have a like a little mini nervous breakdown and <laughs> and my staff was calling me going she wants to cancel I'm like no and so we'd call I'd be like I'd walk her through it take her off the ledge be like no I need you to yeah. have this done and I will be there that morning yeah and we will because I will tell you it's stressful it's the agent stressful. on one of the other transactions you know when they heard some of the stuff that I did they're like Man, you're making the rest of us look bad. (laughs) (laughs) But it was key because we got we got everything done on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Here's one of the other things I did that was really interesting. Because we weren't gonna be able to get our photos done in time, Mm -hmm. we have a rule. I can't just use someone else's photos. Of course. No. Well, no, no, don't say of course. There's a lot of agents. Who steal other, there's a lot of intellectual property mm-hmm. and you have licensing agreements around these mm-hmm. things, sure. right? So I had helped my clients buy the house that we're now about to sell. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to the other agent in the purchase of that house. Mm-hmm. It's been five years. Yeah. And I at least had a good communication with her at that time. And I reached out to her and I said, Hey, I have this thing going on. May I purchase? I didn't ask, can I just have them? I was automatically like, may I purchase? your photos from you for this amount of money mm-hmm. and get your written permission because I have to send the written permission to the Northwest multiple. Cause if they just see me download her photos, mm-hmm. they will watermark them and I will be fined. Mm-hmm. If I don't have written permission, I absolutely sure. cannot use them. Mm-hmm. So we got those photos. I identified that for the agents in the listing, that these were photos from the prior listing so that they would not be surprised when they got to the house and it looked different inside, blah, blah, blah. Went through all this stuff, but we, we go under contract on Thursday, Saturday, while I'm out of town, I get a bump notice because the competing offer from earlier came back and sweetened the deal. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to bump us. Mm-hmm. And that seller liked what he saw in the other offer. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, oh no. So we had, so when my client's like, Hey, let's do it Friday. I'm like, cannot do it Friday. Cannot yeah. you do, not do have it Friday. Time. Yeah. So we, we got it in. We were. Showing while packing, cleaning, moving, everything. We, we were showing the property while all of that's going on. Not it, the ideal circumstances. Not, but the but for every showing, because like I said, we only had like two or three that were like from eleven to two, mm-hmm. and by the time three thirty came, that place, other than the deep clean, looked amazing. Oh, that's great. And yeah. and every the, the very important other additional showings were in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and then we had some the next day. And so we ended up with two great offers and we competed on that. But here's where we also had for a bump notice, very, very key to look at calendars. Mm -hmm. So if you're in this situation and again, I'm not an attorney, but I ended up getting my designated broker to get three legal reviews of what we were about to do. Mm -hmm. And so we had attorneys looking at it as well as the attorney for the Washington Association of Realtors mm-hmm. looked at this situation mm-hmm. and confirmed for us what we need to do. This is why who you work with matters. Mm-hmm. In the bump notice, it says if you say you satisfy or waive, you must close in 30 days. Mm-hmm. So we had to look and see what that date was going to be. And we also had to very specifically decide what day you. we were going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so we waited till the very end. Mm-hmm. 
And then because we looked at all of this, there's a couple of options. There's I've satisfied. Mm-hmm. And if I satisfy, I have to send a copy of the full contract of whatever one we receive and accept. Mm-hmm. And here's the rub. I cannot, unless I have seller's written permission, I cannot accept an offer that closes in less than 30 days or more than 60. Oh, but you need to close in less than but 30 I days. But I need to close in less mm-hmm. than 30 days so to satisfy. That. You can't use that exactly. avenue. Exactly. Uh-huh. And so that's why we had legal review on this because we went a different route mm-hmm. and I needed to send that notice before we decided what offer. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I see. That Yes, because in that, and that's where the legal review was so, so necessary because I needed to have people make my clients feel comfortable that if this happens, then that happens Mm -hmm. and you're fine. Right, right. And so we did it that way, but it also requires you to release all other contingencies, Mm -hmm. including financing, inspections, and things. It is very high stress you were also in good communication with me on that yes though, so oh yeah I knew we what were. was happening mm-hmm. so i'm already mm-hmm. getting appraisals lined up yep and and going and like, thankfully also here's a reminder also if you're going into contingent you have an option of whether you start your financing from mutual agreement or from mm-hmm. when you have an offer on your home right. and we we had said they didn't have to until they had an offer on their home yeah we but always, we but we wait. went ahead and started the process yeah. anyway so yeah. we were already started so we would have that extra time yeah we don't wait and that was great yeah yeah no that was that was wonderful again good communication yeah. everything working out yeah. it's that's that's going to be a, a a really interesting transaction and and mm-hmm. we're just fingers crossed everything's moving along the way it's supposed to be moving so, so far that's right. so far that's right. yes yep. everything's moving people are starting to relax a little bit not to the point that they're not doing things but it's just like Okay, we've right. made it. We've I, made it here. I want to point out too, though, uh, you know, when when we're talking about the financing side of these things, when we get into these mm-hmm. higher end type type properties as yeah. well, or jumbo financing, mm-hmm. there are nuances to jumbo lending yes. and rules that are super super critical. Yes. For instance, if uh, not every jumbo investor will accept a client who uses stock options as right. a principal part of their income, or we call RSU, restricted yeah. stock unit income. Mm-hmm. Not every investor will allow that. Um, cryptocurrency, not mm-hmm. every investor will allow the use of cryptocurrency for yep. the down payment because it's so hard to to track. And, um, you know, bonus income, uh, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, well, jumbo loans require reserves. So not only do you need to cough up, you know, your mm-hmm. 10 or 15 or 20% down as your down payment, but you also have to have money set aside in reserve, uh, yep. you know, and that could be in retirement accounts. But even then there's rules uh, for mm-hmm. that. You know, maybe we're not going to use 100% of it. We'll use 70% of it. Right. You know, we have to prove you could get it if you needed it. So there's a whole bunch of things to talk through and and discuss, you know, especially super, super critical in that jumbo world. Uh, because if you're working with a loan officer that doesn't have experience in that or with a, a single line lender, uh, many banks that maybe don't have that type of experience or expertise, uh, you could find out two or three weeks down the road mm-hmm. that, oh, this isn't going to work with this investor. Right. You know, we should have addressed that, vetted this, these questions a lot sooner Earlier. than we yeah. did. So. Yes. Anyway, well, we're, if you have some vetting to do, you can go ahead and vet away. we got to take a real quick no, we're at the oh, end, we're done, buddy. We're done, we're done, yeah, we're but done. if people want to reach out to you to ask those questions, Eric at ericismybanker.com and me at info at teamreba.com. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. 
To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.